To the Wine and Shuffle, the Inverness Caledonian Thistle Lockdown Farm Podcast. The podcast today is taking a ferry across the Mersey to Liverpool, a city of culture, of architecture, of trade and transport, the home of the Grand National, of artists, of actors, of sinners and scoundrels, a city that brought us everything from Bob Paisley to the Beatles and in the 19th century was a major port of departure for emigrants to North America and in the early 21st century was the major port of departure for two emigrants to the north of Scotland. And those emigrants were... Let's shuffle. Welcome everyone via the power of selfish isolation and Zoom, uh, the Wine and Shuffle, back with another lockdown edition of the pod. Today we've got a Skype special. We've come together with a little help from our friends to work it out. Joining us today is uh, I Am The Walrus, Stephen, Stephen Riley, all right? How we doing? Uh, Sergeant Pepper, Andrew Young, how's it going? How you doing? Free as a bird, Mr Greg Tanzi, how's it going Greg? Not bad boys. And Obladi, Oblada, Carl Tramarco. Carl. Captain of the club, welcome to the pod. Cheers for coming on, guys. Aye, pleasure. Cheers. No problem. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk, uh, what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the careers of both the Carl and Greg. Uh, we'll talk a bit about Scottish football being affected by this this awful virus called Neil Doncaster. Uh, and Carl <laughs> will reveal that it was him who orchestrated Graham Shinney's move away from uh, to Aberdeen. Uh, but first, you guys, you appeared in another couple of podcasts recently. We don't want to cover... The old ground that you've you've done in the last couple of weeks. So we thought we'd ask you some questions that you haven't been asked. So, Greg, how often when you were at Inverness did Riley bother you for free tickets? <laughs> it's both, both of them. You know you know I shared a lot. Uh, uh, he didn't bother. He didn't bother me enough because because I I was up there when I was up in Inverness. Absolutely, great answer, Greg. Great answer. Yeah. He didn't bother me too much. I absolutely loved up in Inverness. And even better, there weren't a lot of people asking me for tickets. So he's one of the few. There's a lot. There's other people that ask for a lot more, believe me. So he's not too bad. He's all right with me. Carlo blocked me for a little bit, I think, but he's let me back <laughs> in. I've got Rooney's leaving next season, so I need Carlo back. So uh, I'll keep you speed down, mate. Uh, Carlo, we've seen you've been keeping busy. Have you got any free pizzas going? You've got a few phone orders specifically asking for me. So, like, oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, Carl, you've got you've got kids in the house, I think. So that imagine that'll keep you busy, won't it? I must have done about a thousand jigsaws in the space of three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Greg, you you planning a wedding in here? Congratulations. Um, yeah, yeah. But the good the good thing is, it's a blessing in the skies now because we actually had the wedding uh, arranged for this summer. Which would have been a disaster. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll we'll kick off by going back in the annals of time, back to when uh, Everton were better than Liverpool, um, long mm. long time ago. How far are you going to go back? But you're you're both from Liverpool, <laughs> Carl. You started your career at Tranmere, but Greg, I think you travelled. You had to travel the long forty-two miles to Stockport to begin yeah. yours. Which is a bigger club? Do you know what? They're not far off each other. I'd say. I joined them as a kid, about 14, 15. They were in the championship and they were, they were doing, doing all right. 
And obviously, the, the difference between the two clubs, I'm not that familiar with what Tramia went through, but the difference between the two clubs where Stockport went into administration, so they dropped down a few levels, they had to drop down through the leagues, which probably gave me my chance earlier than, than I was probably ready for, but that was that was how I got into the into the side. What about, what about you, Carl, with Tramia? Yeah, that was like, I think, when I was 17, made my debut, went to, went to Hornchurch away in the FA Cup and, and we got a 1-0 win and off the back of that, um, I got me, I got me pro offer, yeah. Inverness, it seems like I've not been to Tranmere or Stockport, but Inverness seems maybe like a similar size club to both of them from from our perspective. Do you think that was a factor in in how you both settled up the road so easily, maybe? Um, do you know what? I think I think Inverness is one of the best places to, to, to sort of learn your trade at the at what is at the top level. I know, you know, just what people talk about the Scottish game and the you know, they're not so not so complimentary about it. But I don't know about car level. As soon as I came up, you sort of there's something in the dressing room up there. There's something in the dressing room, something in the where I certainly went anyway. Um and it helps you settle a lot quicker. I don't know whether that's because of the the upbringing we both had in in terms of our first clubs, but for me it's just uh, you know I fell in love with the place as soon as it came up. What what, what about you, Carl? I know like, in terms of you know you you've become a, a fan favourite. You're the captain of the club now, Greg. You were the same. Uh, became a fan favourite, and I know you're probably mates with some guys, some of the players who maybe didn't uh, become fan favourite favourites, or it didn't work out so well. How how do you uh, players like yourselves? How do you get that relationship with fans? How do you become that sort of fan favourite part? How I've done it is just by being me and, and, and I am what I am. And I think people see that. It's, you know, I am not don't go around posting things on like social media. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's just not me. And I think everything, I just try and go about my business nice and quiet. Um, and that's that's on the pitch as well. You know, uh, what a lack in ability. I'll give an effort. Do you know what I mean? I don't think there's a, well, I can guarantee there's not a game gone but I haven't given me all I've never tossed stuff off and the same with saying I just I just, I think again as Tans just said there it's from work hard was the first thing you can do 100% everything else will fall into place if you have shit fans will forgive that 100% they'll forgive that but they won't forgive lack of effort shitting out of tackles and all that which is just a no-go for me like oh, definitely. Were, you, were you guys aware of each other as players before you came up the road did you play against each other or anything like that and Liverpool, Stockport, Tommy. Well, I think I'd, I'd, I'd known Carlo. I think it was from his Macclesfield days um, when he was at, his Mac- at Macclesfield. So we knew of him. Um, I'm not sure in the past if we played against each other. I thought we had, but I'm not sure now. Um, but I definitely heard the name, yeah. Because he was, you know, anyone who's playing at that level around that area, you, you hear it. Small place, Liverpool. Pool or Maisie side, so oh, yeah, you do, you do hear them. You're playing League One, League Two, and you hear like, oh, Scouts lad plays them, Scouts lad plays them. That's how you you get to hear names. And Greg, when you when you first came, uh, Cali Thistle, uh, I think you were you were top goal top goal scorer for Stockport the season when Freddie uh, yeah. Butcher signed you. Um, but did he think he was signing a striker? Did all those goals come from midfield? Uh, was that? <laughs> 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 um, I remember when I first came in. I remember when I first came in. Um, 
Terry Butcher said to me, you know, I want you to try and be our top goal scorer this year. I thought, so let me get settled into the SPL first before I start scoring. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, the first the first time I was up there, probably when I probably kicked on and produced my best form in the, around the Christmas time towards the end of the season. That's when I probably kicked on and and sort of got used to got used to the 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 SPL, which does take time to get used to. I think reverting back to what you said before about lads who come up and then they're not quite you don't quite settle as as well as other as other people do. Um, and I'll go back to what Carlo said. If you come up, if you're a, if you're a player, you come up, you don't know the SPL, you don't know the the city of Inverness. Uh, you've just got to literally every day in training, you've got to give your all because you'll gain the respect for players from your teammates, which is is a big thing for players, I think, because every day in training, it's got to mean something because in a Saturday, when you come to it, that's where your, your training comes to the fore, exactly how, how Carlo used to train. You know, even when Graeme Sheehan was at the left at left back, before he even got put in, the lads knew it's, it's not going to weaken us in any way. Graeme Sheehan was fantastic in that, in that position, but we knew we had a, a perfect left back ready to go there anyway, so it weren't a big deal, although Graeme's top player, as we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Carl, before, before you joined us, um, I think the last club you played for was Floriana in Malta. Uh, <laughs> I, looked, I looked into it, so it looks like an unusual but amazing place to play football. How did that, how did that even come about? Because you were with Macclesfield for a long time before then. Yeah, um, I probably, I, f- I fucked up, if I'm being honest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Great holiday, <don't> that lad. <laughs> <laughs> when I was with Drapes, uh, and, and Drapes, um, Steve Marcello comes to watch Drapes because he wants to stand up the car, then he's seen me as well. But he, he mainly wanted Drapes, but like, I think off the bat, he wanted cover for Shinny as well. And like, so they said, we would fancy signing for us. I had a year left at Mac and he just got relegated. So I went in and said, listen, you know, it's time for me to be on my way. I think, you know, if you just rip me contract up, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. Um, they wouldn't, they wouldn't rip me contract up and they wanted like, I think they wanted something like 70 grand. And I said, listen, they're not going to pay that. I said, I'm only going there to be a squad player. So it's a decent chance. SPFL, SPF, SPL, sorry. Um, you know, it's, it's something I want to do. And yeah, he said, no. I went, okay, can't. So then started being a bit of a dick. But I brought it back for pre This is what I, I, I fucked up and I kind of regret. I was a, started like tossing off doing the running to try and force it through. I'd done that for about a week and I hated myself, hated myself for it. And I thought, right, it's not happening, so I put it to bed. And as I literally put it to bed, they put me on garden leave. Like, bollocks. Like, apologise. I said, I'm totally sorry. It wasn't me. I don't know what I was doing. I just got distracted by a, a decent move. Um, but they kind of were like, nah, fuck yeah. So, so I had a chance to go back into the league through, through a couple of clubs on loan. And the, um, <clears throat> they said, no. He said, no, we're not, you can, we can sit on your ass. So then, knew a lad who used to play for, for Liverpool, who was the chairman um, of the team at Floriana in Malta. Dodgy, it's cool. I won't mention any names. <laughs> <laughs> but he'd let me go over there. So so that's how uh, I ended up going over there alone for, for the season. I'm and, and funny, as it sounds, I don't think Matt got a fucking penny at the loan. <laughs> Happy days. <laughs> Did you play it? Uh, did you play it? Did they play it at the Independence Arena? Do you remember? Was that what it was called? 
when we were there, they only had they played the stadiums, they played the national stadium, right. they played the stadium that were funny enough the team Hibernians they were called, um, and they played at an Astro. It's standard was terrible, was it? But I ended up moving in with Tony Warner, um, goalie. Oh, okay. oh, Lord, Bubba, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, and then we had a fucking right good time for the last. Time. <laughs> <laughs> I was say I was reading about Floriana, apparently uh, <laughs> the old Floriana um, stadium, the Independence Arena. It's now it's now used as a car park. So you went from a club whose stadium turned into a car park to Inverness, who doesn't even own its own car park. So <laughs> was that a bit of a was that a bit of a you know a godsend to get that move to Inverness when it finally came around. Well, yeah, because when I say, when I got back from from Malta, I, I said to I said to the wife, "Listen, I'm not going back there. I'd rather go and work. I'd rather go and get a job." So they kind of did that. Nice. So Macclesfield actually got a new manager and called me again and said, "Do you fancy coming in pre-season?" And I had not lined up, and they were going to offer me peanuts, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll go cap in hand and you know whatever." And then um, and then Marcelo phoned me and said, "Oh." Still on the table if you want it, and I was like fucking sound. So I was on the next day, and I was on the next plane up, living with drapes. Inverness, what the hell? How you doing? No bar or cell for shitty weather, drugs, and business. Inverness is a fucking business. I've got a question, boys. It's just came here. So, for both of you, how, would you have kept Inverness if Teddy Butcher wasn't there the first time around? Because I think for a lot of English boys, Butcher was the, the driver for, for a lot of boys coming up. Yeah, massively. Massively, right. I think. I think just obviously the re- reputation is reputation speaks for itself, doesn't it? And then mm-hmm. you meet him, and he's he's exactly what you'd expect. Um, and the way he sold the place to me personally, and and you know the opportunities it can create, and sort of making I don't know, making a bit of history for the club. That's that that that's what you come up here, and obviously you want to you want to play first and foremost. You want to do well. But it, 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 when when I came up, it was a time to that you could see the club was progressing, and within behind it, some of, some of the team talks were brilliant. I don't know about Carlo. Carlo experienced the same. It was I mean, you never see anything like that before. I've never seen anything like that before, and I never, I don't think I ever will. I hey, what, 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 what what kind of animal were you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I missed that. I missed that. But, uh, <laughs> I have a hundred stories about it. Fuck, I don't know. Carlo, what, what kind of animal were you, mate? I was a vulture. <laughs> <laughs> a vulture? <laughs> he, said, he said to me, he said, why are you a vulture? And I said, I'm a vulture. He said, because I'll pick on the bones of the weak. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, given that Butcher had this, uh, you know, personality and forcefulness, was it difficult? Because I think he wanted to, he wanted to keep you on, Greg. Was it difficult to turn him down and, and go down to Stevenage? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. It was. I mean, we had I spoke to him a, a lot. Um, the thing with me is, if I'd have had family, if I'd had family, because I'm very, it's probably been a bit of a thing for me. It, it was a struggle for me during my time playing, being away from home. I'm a home bird. I like being at home. Um, so to come up literally out the way of everyone it was I was thinking more of my family back then and I shouldn't have it was wrong to do that um, looking back now I should have stayed stayed on and just 
stayed at him in this. And I, I know that now, but it's one of them hindsight's always twenty twenty, isn't it? You look back and you probably should have probably shouldn't uh, shouldn't have left. But at that time it was it it, it was hard. I was I mean, I don't know about Carlo. You're scared of him as well. You don't want to go in. Cause <laughs> when you go into his office, you think, oh, fuck's sake. I'm not going to fucking say you. And you almost want your agent to, to ring up and go in for you or do, <laughs> do what you've got to do. You know what I mean? Because he's, I mean, he's not, he would have he literally had me sign. If I'd have been in front of him on my own, I'd have probably just signed up for this. That fancy hat. I'm saying. But yeah, yeah. Looking back, it, it was definitely it was hard to leave because uh, you know you develop a good relationship with him if you if you yeah. if you do half half decent for him. Don't get me wrong. I, I had times where I got I got the air dry treatments as well. But um, that's what you want from a manager. Just you know, he says it as it is. I'm not hey, what these rants like? I've heard a few stories that he goes crazy. Is it is it justified? Does he go off his head? Oh, fucking hell! Uh, I mean, sometimes you're looking at him. I was looking at him. I was going, "Please chill out. I don't want you to have that stuff here." Because <laughs> he was he, he he could go like, "Yeah, I've never you know, I don't know what, I've never seen a manager go like him." But it was because it's him. You sort of expect it. You sort of expect him to go. You know what? Fair enough. All right. Or like just get out there and make sure we're better in the second half or in Monday in training after the if he's giving you the after the game, you know you've got to be on it Monday in training just to sort of you know, try and get him back back on board because he would have time where he wouldn't speak to you. I think you, you can buy in twenty fourteen, that's right. Was that around the time that Butcher left, hadn't you? And then there was rumours you were going to come back in before Butcher left. Did, did we did you sign you or did I had the rumor. I remember I had the rumor. It was the chairman that signed you before, before you came up. Was that true? I just wanted to get out of Stevens, to be mm. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, Not bad. Well, do you know what? When I first went there, I was playing well, and there was a in the January there was a bit of interest that I could. Uh, there was a, uh, a few championship clubs in England, and I, you know, they, it was touching on whether it was going to go on deadline day, um, like I. You know, I was pulled out the last couple of training sessions because we were training on Astro and it was a bit icy, so they pulled me out of the training sessions. I didn't know why at the time back in Stevenage. Um, but it turned out, you know, my agents spoke to me and turned out that, you know, I was touching goal whether I was going to go to, I think, at the time it was Brighton. Um, but, again, you know, you know they probably they probably went and got, you know, spent more money on someone else. I was probably reserved in case he didn't get the lad. So that's that, that's the way it happens. Um but then Graham Wesley came in. I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy. Yeah. Heard the name, um and he was a strange one. That's <laughs> I, I think I could pretty much write a book about me six months with him. What I've seen. Um just 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 to just to give you the little a little story about it. I was at the I was at the training ground. You know, we were all at the training ground pre-season, and a lad walked in with his agent. So I'm thinking, oh, it must be a new signing or whatever. He came in, and where our changing room is, you walk out and you walk past the, the gaffer's office. You can see there's a big window you see through. So I walked through, and um, the lad's in there. So I've gone into the uh, I think I went into the gym, do some stretches, came back. And as I came back, 
Wesley's wrestling with the lad on the floor. <laughs> on, he's asking for too much, but something's pig, lad, and what the fuck's going on there? So sort of, I sort of hung around outside with a few of the lads, because they all knew he was cut off his head anyway. The <laughs> uh, lad came out like he'd seen a ghost, and I went, if you know right, lad, it's tough. And he went, I can't sign here, mate. How do you deal with this fella? <laughs> he, said, he said he just came up behind me and uh, got me by the neck and was wrestling around me on the floor. So I didn't fight back and he said, nah, you're not for me, lad, and just kicked him out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what, what the fuck's on here? <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, but that was the way it was. So I came to a stage, a bit like Carlo, to be honest, when he was when he was at Martha. <clears throat> I came to a stage and went, listen, I can't play for you anymore. And um, it was there was a bit of a standoff. So uh, uh, the agent rang me and said, "He said John Hughes is uh, rang up a buyer." And I don't think John Hughes knew me at the time. I'm not sure. And uh, so it might have been the chairman. You're right. You're probably right. So I was like, "Yes, yeah, get me out of here." Happy days. So I came back up, and you know, best best three and a half years of my playing career by far. How about, I know you're tight with John. I suppose you'll be, it was it last, uh, last year, we were at the Scottish Cup uh, semi final BBC thing we're doing. Spoke to Yogi. I think I messaged you after it, sent you, sent yeah. you a follow And he raves about you, like calls your quarterback and stuff like that. How much did John bring your career on? Because you were a good player before, but from what you were the first time around and when you came back night and day? Uh, um, I think certain players are set up for managers. Mm-hmm. The way you see in the game was playing to my strengths. That's I, I, I think I was a bit lucky with that. I was lucky to, to meet a coach like him. Um, you know, I think that I used to get I used to get pelters off big drapes or lads um, saying I was the gaffer's son and stuff like that. <laughs> I used to get loud with it. And you know what? It was whatever. It was it's great dressing room I was in as well. That helps. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it was just. He brought me on massively as a player, and you know I don't. Obviously, I think Carlo will say the same. Anyone who's played under him will say the same. He's, he just makes you a better player. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think everyone at the time there. I don't think there's one player you could say they never got improved by John no. Hughes. I I, I, w- I wish I had him as a manager when I was twenty, and not like twenty. Honestly, you think you know football? Well, I thought I knew football, and then Sam. When he signed, it was like, wow. Like, the, there was a solid, there was a core group in there that, for one, had the ability to do it and mm. also had the attitude, even if he was struggling at something, they'd keep going in training. I mean, Carlo went on before about training. With Yogi, it was a massive thing, training, like, huge. And d- during that season, you know, the, the season when we, you know, did what we did, the training level was massive. It was you had to you had, you know you, you knew you had to when you were coming to train you you had to be feeling good because you'd get found out otherwise. Carl, sorry, this kind of ties in with something that I was going to ask you anyway. You said you were signed as cover for Graham Shinney originally, yeah. Um, but in your first season, you ended up playing something like twenty-five games. In your second season, you ended up playing about half that. So first. Did you kind of play more in the first season than you expected to? And then was it frustrating in the second season to play so much less? 
or was it that you knew the team was playing so well that you just kind of accepted it and sat tight? Yeah, no, the, the, the first season, I was I was surprised to play as much as I did. But I think, I think of the first season, Yogi found out that he could probably play skinny anyway. Right, okay. And at times he played centre-mid, that times he played right-back, but I think he played, I don't know whether Rabs was injured or just fell out of favour for a fair bit, but, but I think that the first season playing 25, I think that's... That's what kind of just happened. And we, we had a settled team. Mm-hmm. And luckily enough, I was in it. I left back. The second season, <coughs> remember, the second season was the friendly against Birmingham. And I was in his team to start the season. Mm-hmm. And a stinker against Birmingham. <laughs> um, Damari Gray played right wing. I um, remember that. He tore you a new one that day, mate. He blew horrid. And he did you that day? Yogi, I'll tell you, I was on his door. Every uh-huh. every morning, as soon as we got a negative result, I was on his door saying, "Any chance? Any chance?" And yeah. he fucking hated it, but he knew inside that I just wanted to. I, I'm a winner. I just wanted to play, and I think he appreciated that. Um, I'm not going to be one just to sit on my ass and, and accept, even when we're winning. Yeah. But it was in, he told me we were in the team and we won seven games unbeaten. We won like five, three, one or something. And I probably hadn't played well in all of them. And he was like, "You're lucky as fuck." Because we're winning. Because if we hadn't won, he'd have been off the team. Uh, and like, with one time, <laughs> I knocked on his door and he said, Al, you're playing. Fuck off. Brilliant. And see how, like, Shinny probably had his best ever season for us um, in 14 15. Even after he signed the pre contract, he was absolutely immense. So <laughs> then you, you become his natural replacement, obviously. Even though he's younger than you, did you actually learn from him as a player? Did you take anything from his game that influenced the way you've played since? His attacking sense, his attacking sense. If I'm being honest, I thought defensively there was there was nothing in us. I right. generally, I, I'll tell you that right now. Defensively, one v ones, and that I was like at the time I was like, nah. Going forward, he, he probably had more quality. I mean, he didn't score many goals, but mm-hmm. his link up play and stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at the semi-final Celtic goal where he sets up Rabs, you know, his little one-two round, Scott Brown giving goals and that. He was good at that and he followed his pass, which again, something John Hughes taught us. And I think he we he was he was a bit ahead of me in, in that sense. But, but defensive defensively not there was there was yeah. in us. I mean that's the thing. We I was watching the or we were all watching the cup semi-final again last week and watching Shenny and he was absolutely brilliant. And he yeah. looked like I mean at the time people were talking about him as being on a par with Andy Robertson and Keaton Tierney, and obviously they've pushed on and he's been converted into a central midfielder. But at the time, people would have said there was nothing between him and those players as an attacking fullback. So I suppose there's no shame in kind of saying that you learned from him because he was, he was like probably one of the best three in Scotland at the time, you know? But. I, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bitter, you know, I, I'm not at all. Even when he signed his pre-contact at Aberdeen, I went in oh, you know, listen. I said, I know, I know you're seeing she there, you're seeing me under him. I said, at the end of the day, I've got another year and a half left. I said, so where, where, where are you leaving me? Yeah? I said, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be sitting on my ass with him. And that, that, that was the only time that it kind of it kind of hurt me to sit on the bench. Yeah. And I was like, I know next season you're going to fucking need me. And at the minute, you're not really, you didn't really, you're not giving me the, the love that I'm yeah. going to I'm going to still be here to the piece next season for you. Yeah. Uh, so, but... Listen, I knew levels at the time. Shinny was up there. Do you know what I mean? I'm not stupid enough and naive enough to think otherwise. You know, but I think from us, though, Carlo. I think see, see, when a lot of players left, I mean, Ryan Christie, Andy Shinny, Billy McKay's back in the day. See, Shinny leaving us, 
we probably never missed him as much as these other players that left because you slotted in. And that's not me blowing yeah, up your exactly. arm, but it was an easy fit for you to move into the team. And the gap that, that Shinny left wasn't that massive, to be honest, mate. I think he stepped it and then progressed to the level he was playing at, in my opinion. No, no, I appreciate that. But like, I just have three tickets next year, mate. That's why I'm slowing that one in there. I mean, I, I'll go back to what I said before. Like, it went no chance. I'm not just saying it because he's here, but no chance. Mm-hmm. Say if, if Shinny went, Shinny went off, left. It wasn't a big like as good as he was. It wasn't a big deal no, because mean, we knew we had Carlo used to do every day in training. I mean, mm-hmm. you how good he was one v one, and how mm-hmm. fit he was up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it went personally from me. It went even. It, you don't. You just wish him, wish you any all the best, and just mm-hmm. you know, it's one of them. I know exactly. For, for me, one for me, Greg. So I was watching YouTube this morning. Northampton Stockport, an absolute parallel of a goal from you. I think a forty yard that they were calling it back in the day. Twenty eleven was it? It's not your yeah. best goal though. It's got to be the Hearts game. Um, Easter Road. Oh yeah, that pale driver. Yeah. That's got to be your best goal, yeah. surely. Yeah, there was, but that is the best goal I've ever scored because I didn't. You know when you, you know, people and you, you say, "Oh, I, I hit it sweet." I didn't even feel the ball in my foot mm. when I hit it. It just—it was just one of them things. It was just looking back, it went really slow. I can't mm. really remember much of it, but it went really slow. What I can remember, the goal against one of my favourites was the goal against Partick Thistle around before. Oh, just got yeah, Andrew stopped about it this morning, mate. Yeah, that was a peach my, I was watching it this morning. My favourite goal you ever scored for us. A lot of pirouette yeah, there, that, yeah. That was, that was probably because it's not like me to pick the ball up and run from the halfway line. I'm not. I've, I've never been quick. <laughs> I'm more of a get it and pass it, or it's it when I get half half a chance around the goal. But I'd say that's that's obviously the hardest goal is my best ever goal. But I'd say that that's up there as well. A part of one. I was thinking about that the other day. Actually, walking the dog. Not much to think about. So no, <laughs> don't see the highlight reel now and again. <laughs> see the hearts game, boys. That semi final. I remember. <clears throat> I think I think you mentioned it in one of the podcasts, Greg. The Scottish Cup final probably was after Lord Mayor's show because the semi final was such a, a big a big event. And yeah. same with the League Cup, I know we lost the final, but the League Cup semi, Nick Roskill is, is the most nerve wracking game I've ever been at. But how do you boys feel when Meekins get sent off or down to nine men, Ryan Stevenson's high five in the hearts, players and fans five minutes to go? What were you boys thinking then? I was like, that's it, it's done. Mm-hmm. It's done because it was, I was in 90 minutes, obviously. So I'm like, we were 2 1 down, and I think I just sat on the bench thinking, right, it's done. Shite. Mm. Didn't beat another chance. Obviously, guys got sent off prior, so we hadn't. Like, mm-hmm. nine. It was like, there's not a fucking hope. And every time I watched that, it, 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 Brian Stevenson stuffed the ball into the corner and then tried to be a smart ass or something and give us a pass. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then we got the pass. <laughs> <laughs> The ball took forever to go in the net. I remember that. I remember it took, it took about 10 minutes to get in the back of the net. I think, do you know what, though? From on the, on the pit, I don't know. There was something. There was just... Because in the net, like, we'd been there so many times. Like, not me personally. That was the first one I'd been in. But the lads, had, there was something in that dressing room where you go, in big games, you go, ah, I know if the chips are against us, but I don't think we'll get one chance here. Mm. It's mm-hmm. not. We never do things the easy way, do we? Back then, we never did things the easy way. So it was like, I don't know. I just had a little feeling. I don't know. Well, that was obviously you talked about. You know, 
dressing rooms, positive dressing rooms and having a green team spirit and stuff. So that sort of changed a little bit in like 2017 when we got relegated. It was a different, difficult period for the club, difficult for us, difficult for you know, fans, supporters, for the players, for everybody. The squad changes massively. Um, a new manager, Robbo, comes in at short notice, Carl. Um, what were you? What were your first impressions of Robbo then? And do you think he was, you know, how, how did he deal with that challenge? Uh, when he first came in, I was injured, weren't I? I just, I don't mean me. To be honest, I didn't really know much about him. I knew he'd been at the club before. Um, he got them promoted out of the champ, which is probably why he got given it again. Because um, he knew we were going to be in the champ. But we start like... Like you said, it was a big transitional period. Yeah. We started off terrible. I missed the first like eight, nine games or something. And, and, and I don't think, I think he needed to get to grips with the squad he, he had and the new players he brought. He maybe took his time trying to get together as quick as he could have. Um, but eventually we got there. And then off the back of that, we went on a crazy run. Mm. I think we went on something like, could have been like 20 games or something. Mm-hmm. 20 games. That's where we set the clean record, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so we had a shit start to the season, unbelievable middle, and then we just fell short at the end. Definitely. I think Andrew's got a question about a defender we signed that season, didn't we? Yeah, well, it just like, kind of links off from there, because Robbo actually, I think his first few signings, probably because he came in so late, were really unconvincing. But I think since then, he's been really, really good in the transfer market. Um, and you've got someone like Cole Donaldson coming in, who actually, you know, did really well. But we got it from, I believe it was actually from Cole's dad, that you made a big difference to him and you helped him develop significantly as a player when he came in um, and eventually him and McCart form an excellent defensive partnership but just wanted to ask you what do you think is the best central defensive partnership you've ever played alongside at the club? Oh it's it's um, Warren Meekins without a doubt like. yeah. what, Warren, made, what made them so kind of special as a combination? <laughs> Guys will agree with me, even though I'm taking the piss out of him a little bit. But Josh done all his running. Well, not all his running alike, but he could, he could sweep up behind him. And guys, what, what Gaz done, Gaz read the game because he lacked pace. So, mm. like I said, so he'd read the game, before, he'd, he'd be where he needed to be before the ball was there or where his man was. And then that did go over his head. Josh should be sweeping up anyway because he was that quick. But I think, like, them two, like, Gaz wouldn't lose many challenges in the air. And if he did, Josh was behind him sweeping up and he was so quick. And yeah. Season and a half where Josh, Josh's passing, it was an absolute joy to watch. Yeah. Yeah, he, he just did zing balls left, he zing balls right. So I was like, um, so yeah, there was, a, there was a period with them too. They were, they were, they were top draw. Yeah. Definitely up there, like in the, the best game in the, in the SPL. Yeah. I mean, you probably couldn't comment on this because he's still playing and, and you probably are still friends with him, but it probably feels to all of us that Josh, when he got injured, he lost something, lost a bit of pace, and maybe he's not quite come back as the same player, you know, but... Um, yeah, it, 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 it was... It, I mean, we all, we all get injured, and, and, and he had he had rotten luck with his luck. Yeah. Um, there was a spell when he got back playing at Dundee, and I was like, oh, buzzing for him. And, like, he's still, he's still relatively... You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He, he's got to... He hasn't... He'll be the first to say, the level where he was at Cali. Right, yeah. And there's no reason why he can't get back to that level. So it's just a case of him staying this because the ability is still there. And uh, Greg, the answer to this is probably really obvious as well, mm. but um, who's your favourite midfield partner out of all the players you kind of partnered in centre midfield in the club? 
that's got to be big drake without yeah. shadow, shadow of a doubt um, it was a bit like a bit like Gaz and Josh a little bit um, but Drake for me is one of the most underrated players players out there mm-hmm. because I've played them and I've played against them you know insane but I've played against them if once or twice in games um, and he was top door for me he didn't get the plaudits he deserved I know he got player of the year when that year and it was good the fans recognised it um, and the players but yeah for me Drake without, without a shadow of a doubt yeah I mean I thought I think probably he doesn't get the praise among our supporters as much anymore because he went to county but I think if you yeah. kind of if you kind of pinned everyone down and kind of said look who were the best almost everyone I think would probably say you and Drapes you know it just yeah. felt like that Felt like that whole team was full of just great combinations, just team players that gelled really well together and worked really well together, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think all over the pitch. I mean, you look at that. You look at that that squad we had um, in the 2014-2015 season, and it was there was as you said, great combinations all over the pitch. Yeah. I think. I mean, it was. I mean, I know. I know we finished third. You know, but. I think, and I've said this before, and it sounds stupid, but I think we underachieved in the league. I think we yeah. could have got second. Yeah, I don't because no. if you remember after Christmas, there was a stage at home where we drew a lot of games. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Greg, you said that Draper was a was a best player or your favourite player to play alongside. Was there anyone um, you hated playing against? Who was who was like a right dirt? Was there any like? Well, we think Paul Payton's a right dirty bastard. Was there anybody like that that you really hated playing against? Nah, Paul Payton. Um, not not Paul Payton. To be honest, he was just he was just an angry idea. He used to run around and kick people. He <laughs> weren't really he weren't really anything to, to to worry about on the ball for me anyway. And um, he might be a good guy. I've never met the guy, but nah, he weren't weren't anything to worry about for me. I think I think when we played, do you know what? When we played. Back then, I don't think there was anyone specifically we would read about. In terms yeah. of in terms of having tear ups in the game, having a little bit of bit of mouth in the game, I always used to have a little bit of bite with uh, Daddy Mc- is Daddy McKinnon. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yes, also. Yeah, <laughs> I, he, he just I don't know what it was about. He's just a weird guy. He used to just wind me up, uh, and I didn't know what it was. He's a poor man, Scott Brown, Greg. That's, he tries to sort of modify his game with Scott Brown and he's nowhere near him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The thing with Scott Brown is, yeah, he gives it all that. He's a player, he's a, though. He's a top player as well. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a top player as well. Um, but I remember I remember in the crazy game, I think it was a 4 3 where Polly scored the actual oh. world at the end. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, look, I, he nearly broke my leg. I, to be fair, I left one on him early. I got the book for it. And then he nearly snapped me in half. Um, just after and he got away with it but you know, like, that was the type of guy he was and do you know what fair play to him he might not have been he might not have been technically gifted but he knew what he was good at yeah. and he was the type that had you know night before the game I think right, he's going to have to be sharp here if we, get, if we have a sloppy touch he's going gonna, to gonna take me right because as you know I went the type of player who'd go around and smashing people that was that was Drake's job that's why I worked so well with him um, but yeah, I'd say I'd say he's the only one who can, who really stands out. Where I had a bit of needle within a game. 
So Greg, Greg, you're retired now, mate. What, what's the next steps? I think I know part of the answer. So I'll be looking at coaching, punditry, media, agent business, or maybe something outside of football. Um, I, I, I really want to get into coaching now. Um, doing doing your badges? Think, yeah, I'm going to do my badges. Well, you were booked for this. They were booked for this summer, but yeah. there's been a bit of a delay, as you, as you can imagine, on that. Um, because I'll be honest, guys, the, the first the first five six months, I didn't even want to watch the game. It's hard. It's hard when you have to retire. You know, I, I, I got told about a year before I actually retired that I, I should retire. Um, but the way I've never, obviously, you, you think you can, you know, you think you can get through it and and um, basically just work as hard as you can just to get fit. And despite what people say, but you know, that's that was a bit of pill to swallow in the end. But it had to be done. It had to be done. But now, you know, I'm back and I'm missing the game again. So, you know, I definitely want to get involved with, you know, bringing players through. Because, you know, when you, you, you when you have a decent uh, decent length of a career, you've got, you get experience that you want to pass on to, you know, younger players. And I think that's where I want to work with younger players, getting them through, giving them experience and, and, get, and getting involved. I know Carlo was his... As a soccer school, he's he started up, which is great. Um, I'd like to do something similar to that. Obviously, me, you know, my granddad was a former Everton player as well, so there's not there might be an option there going forward. So you know, with the with the, with the younger teams, but at, at the minute, at the minute, I just want to get my badges and want to get back into football. That's 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 all I've known all my life. So it'd be, I think, I'm looking at it be stupid really to walk away and try and go go and do something else. It it, it wouldn't be. My heart wouldn't be in it, and that's not, you know, it's not what I want to do. So, um, so yeah, going forward, that's 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 the aim. Carl, um, we're obviously like fans, and sometimes think we forget players are fans as well. All right, so this is a question that kind of is kind of asking the player and the fan to compete with each other. For you, what would be the what would be the biggest disappointment this season? Not having the opportunity to lift the Tunnets Carmel Wafer Cup again, or the chance that you might not see Liverpool kind of score that definitive league winning goal, have that sort of moment where the final whistle goes and you know he's won the league, you know? It's an easy answer, Andrew. I know what he's going to pick. I suppose what I'm asking <laughs> is how much, you know, you've been waiting 30 years and the fact that it might just be declared kind of without another ball being kicked must be, you know, slightly disappointing. I've seen Liverpool lift trophies of something. Give me some. Best days, Istanbul, one of the best days. Like yeah. winning the European Cup last couple of years ago or last season, like, and I witnessed that one with me lad. Uh-huh. And I'm glad he's got to see that. I've never seen Liverpool win the league, and I'd love yeah. him to see Liverpool win the league. Um, on the flip side, I've lifted the Scottish Cup with oh, seven. Your boys lifted more trophies than most players have, mate. He's had two <laughs> trophies in his hands. Absolute legend, seven. I know. He's always there. in there. He's always yeah. in there. <laughs> and my little girl. Was on my case. Oh, am I going to lift the trophy with that? I'm going to lift the trophy. Ah, okay. Ah, okay. So, like, so it's, it's, yeah, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather lift the the caramel wafer cup with me oh, again. You get shot when you go back to Liverpool, mate. That's a good answer. We do have more questions for you guys. We thought we'd just finish off the section a wee bit of quick fire. So, just first thing that comes to the top comes to your head, right? First thing that comes to your mind. Go to Greg first. Best part at Inverness. Best part at Inverness. Um, although, although we used to clash all the time, I used to sit next to him in Vargas and I used to get pelters off him all day long. 
and I'd say I'd say for me and Vargas. Right. I know this isn't going to be a popular one, guys. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a lot of with Vargas at the moment, mate. But all right. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to say, so I don't have to worry about it. Uh, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, but story about my fight with Vargas. Is that? No. Uh, there's only one winner there, Carlos, surely. Yeah, there is one winner there. Vargas, Carlos. Yeah, that's nah. on his chin. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> that when was that? I should make my day that. I were pals, we mates, and like, as soon as I done yeah, it, yeah. guys straight away. But like we, we were arguing and training, and he got proper close up in my face, screaming, and I just thought he was going to hit me, so I hit him first. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and as soon yes, as I done, you get the text later. Well, I didn't know that. I have another fight, but I don't want to fight with you because I'm sorry and I apologise. <laughs> I was driving the minibus back to the ground and he was sitting in the front. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I've done it. <laughs> Carlo, worst part of Inverness? Worst. Worst. Ooh, worst. Hmm. Damn it. Oh, Timo Kink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. Kink. He's got his cup in his medal. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got a, he's got a medal. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant one. <laughs> That's the end of part one. If you enjoyed that, then you'll love Once Upon a Time in Liverpool part two, where Carlo and Greg talk derbies, the Scottish Cup, Europe, Yogi, what happened with Richie Foran and the future. When you got tense, what was going through your head? And I was like, I fucking shit myself. I thought I'd fucking. <laughs> you know, the fans were fucking brilliant. I remember, I remember even in the warm up, they were, you know, you were going crazy. We went to Parkhead one week in Tanzania, if you remember, if you were still here, I can't remember. And we got beat 1 0, but we should have won 3 1. I think if you look back, it's total financial why they've done it. The disappointment you as had as fans, we had just the same as professionals. You just don't want to make eye contact with him because he's gonna he's gonna do something to you, you know, is he? I think we were like, oh fuck, here we go. Easily by far the best time of my career. Drop in soon. Bye for now. Yep, yep. 